Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. A quick PSA, please wash your dirty little hands. Wash your wash dirty your gosh, little hands. hands. 20 Stop seconds. stealing masks from hospitals and just wash your hands for 20 seconds, yeah. please, for the love of God. Because the masks that actually help you... Uh, you need to have training to use. And by the way, thank you for listening to this podcast, this mm-hmm. wonderful, best podcast in the whole world on your phone, on your dirty little mm-hmm. phone that, 20 you seconds. Use, that you use in the bathroom. Do so, I use my my phone in the bathroom? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Have I ever wiped down my phone until mm-hmm. the coronavirus? No, because I'm a gross person. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Do it. Let's all stay safe. But don't panic. And yeah. don't go buy out all the gloves at a store when people who actually need those can't get them anymore. Yeah, and it's just 20 seconds. So either two happy birthdays or, for me, the ABCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, wait. Uh, ABC. Easy as one, two, three. <laughs> You're the one we learned as all as kids. ABC. One, two, three, baby. You it. Wow. I really <laughs> want to go listen to that song now. That's there like go. instant happy. You did, you gave yourself a little gift right there. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Okay. That one always going, makes me happy. We all know it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone clap along. It's <laughs> like a church choir. Welcome. Enough fooling around with That's this really, what coronavirus. Was the, uh, what was the um, movie where the guy's the only one that knows about the Beatles and their songs? Oh, uh, yesterday. It's yesterday. That, that would be the one. That would be how that really happens. Like he remembers most of the words. Oh, no, that's, the, that's part of the plot. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, he remembers the big ones, but uh-huh. he doesn't remember Eleanor Rigby. And he's like, because yeah. it's a poem. That's my favorite. That's, he doesn't, he's like, no, he's like, you know, died in a church. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Went to the church. Wait, no. And they <laughs> they actually visualized an Eleanor Rigby music video nice. in the ways that he's remembering it. So mm-hmm. he tries to go back and find Eleanor Rigby's actual grave and yeah. try to remember it. It's very good. Nice. Yeah, that's movie. That movie kicks ass. So, but but you know what? Monday morning, <laughs> you got your coffee. You've washed your hands thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Yes, twenty and seconds. You're making sure you're coughing right into your elbow. You're yeah. not you're not open mouth sneezing in your office today, are you? Mm-hmm. Or not on touching your, your face if uh-uh. you can help it, man. It's one of those things where it's like, try not to breathe manually. And all of a sudden you go, wait, can I, do I even breathe when I'm not thinking about yeah. it? Or blinking? <laughs> You're welcome. Everyone's now going to think about their blinking and their yeah. breathing. Yes. But anyways, gang. As long as they're not thinking about coronavirus. Don't think about that. Don't think about it. It's also uh, a bunch of things are coronavirus. This specifically is COVID-19. Anyway, that's not what this episode is about. This episode is about urban fantasy we got a new movie coming out from pixar called onward Mm -hmm. um and which takes place in a relatively recognizable modern world that also happens to have elves and unicorns and fairies and and the stuff you would traditionally associate with dungeons and dragons or lord of the rings you might remember there was a movie that came to netflix a few years ago that was uh not quite beloved called bright Mm -hmm. similar uh very different movie but similar uh, premise and there's a lot of urban fantasy stuff so we're going to use onward as our springboard into the world of urban fantasy wait a second yes for a second you said we yes who's we what do you mean who's the we what 
Who are the we? You and me. So me, me is DJ Waldridge. And me is Sam Bashur. <laughs> yes. Basher for short. Uh, thank you for joining us. I thought we were getting some sort of existential, like, who, who are No, we? we just hadn't introduced ourselves yet. It's been a minute. We yeah. were mainly talking about how everyone... You should watch your dang dirty hands. That uh, There was a good tweet this week from multiple people saying... Just noticing how there are more people, more men washing their hands in bathrooms, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we can dunk on all of us for being gross, but yes, I have noticed that there are there it, mainly where I'm working right now, just doing like some temp work. Yeah. There are it, just I've seen some people literally what? like just only at a urinal, yeah. only open pants, not and then like <laughs> put their hands on their head, do it, close back up, and then skedaddle not out. Not good enough. It, does this make you wonder about that other... That was weeks ago. Now they're washing their hands yeah, and I'm like, like oh, you're so gross. Does that make you think about like other things that you assume are common sense but clearly are not? Like if I were to joke about turning on your turn signal to signal that you're changing lanes or that you're going to turn so that other people around you in these very dangerous heavy vehicles know what you're doing... You and I would like, oh, I'll laugh about it. Yeah, turn on your turn signal. But clearly there are people that don't know. Everybody you talk to will be like, yeah, turn on your turn signal. But clearly there are people out there that I'm not talking to that don't. Or yeah. you're lying to me. Some mm-hmm. of the people I'm talking to say they do and they don't. It doesn't make you think about other things that you just assume are kind of like. Because I'm always big on washing my hands going to the bathroom. Because you're going to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, here, I'll let me take a picture for you. Yeah. My thing is, uh, I'm always, this might be gross, but at least I'm not sneezing out. I'll. I'll Lift my shirt up yeah, and yeah, sneeze yeah. into my shirt. Yes. Regardless if that's gross or not, at least I'm not aiming that at a person. Mm-hmm. I'm just being, I'm just walking around now with snot all over yeah, my yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm giggling about something stupid. Um, yeah. Painting a picture for you. On my flight to Australia, my girlfriend yes. and I sat down. Uh, my girlfriend prefers to be in the middle seat, which I'm like, that's insane. That's but, unique. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, somebody has to be there, so I'm glad she wants to be. Yeah, she yeah. was like, oh, that's fine. And that's a 14-hour flight. So I'm like, okay. And so I got the window, mm-hmm. uh, and a stranger got the aisle seat. So yes. we're pretty far in the back, which yeah. means we're behind the engine, so it's already loud. They sit down. We got about 20 minutes before takeoff. She sits down with a full bag of Panda Express, puts it down, Oof. and takes off both socks and shoes. Oh, my God. And then puts one up on the <gasps> handle. Uh, uh, so you know how... The armrest flipped down uh-huh. to the back of the person in front. Then she's texting with sound on, so you can hear click, 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 send sound. And she's going <coughs> onto her screen, and she did open sneeze. And we're like, I think we might kill somebody. This is in this is insane. Now, right when they're like, okay, prepare for takeoff, put her shoes back on turned her phone on silent, turned it off, put it in the thing, and then passed out for 12 hours. If she did cough, that, you can't control someone who's coughing in their yeah. sleep. That's, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. that's not their fault. But it was like this lead-up where it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? There's nothing we can do. We're here for 14 hours with a monster. Yeah. But then, then she got off, and we didn't see her ever again. Is that like the trade-off? Like, listen, I'm going to be the worst uh, passenger for right before we get off. But then once the... Wor- once the plane's off, that's the compromise. Then I am like, out for the rest of the since thing. I've never really done Lent before. Maybe, do you do everything you can <laughs> yeah, before Lent, Lent? and then know. give it up and then go back to so it? That's the thing, man. So I don't know. Like, so in this, granted, she felt if, if you had to deal with that for the 12, 14 hours, that's a different scenario. She did fall asleep for it. But like, I don't understand things. I think no, now fair, more than may, ever. I think she is from somewhere not she's not American. so maybe a different different cultural standards but it's like i i now more than ever in my life i feel like i don't understand how people work like i don't know what the animating 
decision-making apparatuses for a majority of people because there's just things that you kind of assume are basic or basic understanding of like, I don't know. It's something we also experience because we are now very, very, very fortunate that for a majority, at least for me, a majority of the movie going experience are these screenings, which are theoretically other professional people that care about cinema. I'd say we have about a 90% rate of good screenings. Yeah. We've had some not good ones. Not good ones, but there's always these people that like are like talking during the movie. It's like, you're a, you're a dude. You're This is your job. Like, this, you're, they care about this shit. What's happening right now? The of 2019 that we never said in our top tens was when there was almost a fight at Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> that was so fucking funny that you almost, not you, yeah. the guy next to you almost got in a fight with the people around him. Yeah, it was, that's nuts. It is interesting that like, it feels it feels like there's a sense in the audience. Similar things happen around the Hellboy screening. There's like a sense in the yeah. audience like, oh, this movie's not going to be good. We need to create our own entertainment. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if people wash your hands, uh, turn on your turn signal, put on your seatbelt. What else? What else are things that just you feel putting like on your seatbelt is the one where I so uh, I'll you're like I draw the line. Don't put on your seatbelt. No, no, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll cop to this that I've there have been times where I've like been driving with two hands and a sneeze sneaks up on me and I open sneeze. Well, you're driving. That happens, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like or something happens where I have my phone and like I'm holding a bag and all no. of a sudden like shit happens yeah. and I've tr- I've changed lanes without signaling and I'm like wow. So that's a tick. That's I think yeah. a good place logic where it's like that's like four thousand points against yeah, yeah, me now. Yeah, yeah. So I fucked up, but not putting on your seatbelt. I've been in a car with multiple people, and it's usually the same kind of person that mm-hmm, don't put on their seatbelt. The uh, rebels. It's hard. To, it's I, I'm very much trying not to put like people in boxes because once they get there in your brain, they're going to stay there. Yes. But it's usually more broy guys that I've met mm-hmm. that have gotten into trucks and not put on. Well, they're going to live forever. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it was a jeep. So if you don't have windshields, what are you going to hit? You get, <laughs> if you hit something, you yeah. just fly out and land on your feet. Yeah. That's the thing that. <laughs> That's the thing that uh, bothers me most is that it, when the person behind you doesn't buckle up, it's like, yeah, man, but something happens. You're that's on me now. You're gonna hit me with in, your body. So I got in uh, with a bunch of friends. We went to a ramen place for someone's birthday. Yes. So we all piled into a Mazda and we <laughs> scooted our way down downtown Burbank. Yeah. And I sat in the middle because the other two guys next to me were both taller and bigger bigger yeah. dudes so i buckled up and everyone else didn't and they're like why are you buckling up i'm like well okay i'm not even going to talk about this yeah. i'm in the middle so i'm have the clear shot out of the car yeah. so i don't want to fly out the windshield yeah, yeah, or yeah. land or hit the dashboard have you ever been brake checked and slammed your face on something in a car no yeah i actually did that to a friend because i thought i was like he wasn't buckling up so mm-hmm. i did a brake check and he slammed his face real hard into it i'm like wow i'm i'm an asshole <laughs> that wasn't that was not what i was trying to do yeah. but Hey, he, listen, he buckled learned. up every time after that. Exactly. Lesson learned. I think you saved his life. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, cars that are safe, yeah. uh, the new Batmobile image was released this week yeah. and it has a roll cage. Yeah. I actually really – I don't. I, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. I'm actually a big proponent of the new uh, Batmobile. It was tweeted out by Matt Reeves who's directing it. God, he's so cool. Uh, because something that's been on my mind uh, since there have been Batman movies is every – movie since tim burton's movie it feels like they try to make the batmobile bigger and at a certain point that doesn't make any fucking sense like he's gotta get around like uh i remember when they first revealed the tumbler in batman begins because uh, it is Batman. i'm a big movie. fan I'm a well big fan. when they first revealed it i'm like ugh. and then you see in the movie you're like oh actually this is really cool yeah you can drive on so many poor people's roofs, roofs exactly <laughs> yeah. demolish their roofs it has a little sensor to tell you which roofs who has the least you. amount of money so aim for those mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't see you but i like this batmobile a lot it looks like a car it also I mean? looks like we had to look this up a lincoln futura which was the basis or the concept car 
for the original Adam West Batmobile. It has a very similar oh, vibe cool, to cool, it. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, Specifically the wings on it. And of uh, course it's black and it's a Batmobile. But it's got yeah. like DeLorean vibes with the engine exposed in the back. Not that any other cars never expose an <laughs> engine. But like uh, I got DeLorean vibes along with uh, 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 the original Batmobile. And also if you're trying to show Batman like at the beginning, this is yes. a really cool spot to start because a concept car like that would be way easier to, like, to get than an industrial like tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A jumpable tank. Well, a, a jumpable tank. And also like, again, if you're trying to make – uh, do car chases it's like you want to be able to fit but it, it, theoretically it should be actually smaller than most vehicles you have to so drive an alley yeah so you can <laughs> get in and out of places pretty uh, pretty easily could you imagine uh, if you were a dumbass criminal in Christopher Nolan's Batman movie where you didn't hear a fucking <laughs> rocket yeah, just yeah, launch yeah. a tank across a building and you're like oh, how the fuck did he sneak up on us <laughs> yeah, wait, where did he <laughs> come from we just uh, um, on patreon.com slash only stupid answers we've been reviewing classic shows that you guys have voted on and we just talked about X-Men the animated series and one of my favorite bits I don't even think we talked about in the review is in that first episode Jubilee's like going home to visit her parents and there's a giant like the camera pans over and these trees like backed up against the building as this giant three story sentinel like sneaking around you're like bullshit that you didn't see that giant robot the purple and pink robot with underwear on like hiding around the corner the other one that i really loved i told this to sam uh before we were recording but i wanted to talk about it on air is there's a scene in professor x and this is the 90s of professor x and his giant uh future chair and somebody like drops something or something it's like oh what's this and there's like a mid shot of professor x and the sound of his chair moving you hear this and he just like lowers out of frame and then comes back up with the thing. And you're like, what, what did, did you, you do? What did you <laughs> do? Because you're not, you're basically already on the ground. It's not like that's going to get lower. And you did, and it's too hard to animate. Clearly the chair sound. It wasn't like him bending over, like rustling around trying to pick this up. It's like clutch cargo. We only animate little bits, little <laughs> bits. There's more animation in X-Men animated series, but it's very clutch cargo-esque. Uh, speaking of, uh, just since we're on the topic of animation, and I know you're a big Venture Brothers fan, somebody online posted this bit that I, I've watched some of it. I haven't seen this bit where it's two of the henchmen are like gearing up for the day. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, and they dun, start singing yeah. the song and the song starts playing and it is one of the fu- I watched it like four times. It's one of the funniest fucking things. It's so cuz it's when they weren't henchmen for a while and like one went to IT and the other one was living with his parents and he's like 45 and Love the, it. when they get called back into service they like they're huge fucking nerds. One of the dudes like has every piece of memorabilia you could possibly have as a nerd and you're like god you suck yeah he's got a great he has one of the best arcs in the entire show. i just love that like he's he's like pressing his fingers up against the blank wall as if it was like a button it's so funny and the person that tweeted was like you know marvel hasn't done this once or whatever and it's like i actually would really like it in one of these like more serious superhero movies like the henchmen are dudes you know what i mean they're just people that are like punching a clock you know what i mean it'd be funny to see how they perceive their lives. They want a workplace superhero comedy show so bad, powerless, damage <laughs> control. Just try one on the Disney Plus app. It's a safe, yeah. it's a safe space. ABC also, won't cake its pants with it. It'd be interesting to do one that's focused on like the hench people. Mm-hmm. The plenty. people that work for the bad guys. There's 10 rings and Hydra's just keeps throwing people into blunders and stuff. Yeah. See what their like, life is like. Remember Robert Buckley played one of the Riddler's henchmen on Powerless. He's very handsome. Handsome um, boy. Friend of the ship. Interesting. That <laughs> We've never met him. <laughs> we have mutual friends. <laughs> um, it's funny that because uh, we watched S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time and oh, now that that shows this year. now that that shows like, kind of not continuity anymore Hydra was just barely a blip in the actual mcu yeah it's a bit of a bummer speaking of them being thrown in a blender like 
uh, Von Strucker. It's like 10 seconds and kill Age of Ultron. Yeah, anyway. Hey, but don't worry. They got to kill him so that the Struckers could be uh, the main characters of Gifted. Those are Von Strucker's kids. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Know. Oh, classic. What are their names? The Struckers. Fenris. Fenris. Yeah, the Fenris twins. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Uh, we've been off the rails for a minute. but um, Wait, well, can we bring it back? Nope, we can't. All right. <laughs> no, Just course correct. Just course correct. So we like to do uh, what we're into each week. And shocking, none of that was what, what we're into. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, we've really fucking threw that away. <laughs> do you have anything that you're into this week? Uh, two things. One, uh, so a couple... Uh, a couple weeks ago, a uh, girlfriend and I went and did a date night. We went to yeah. in downtown Burbank. Shout out to Story Storybook Tavern. I think that's what it's called. Okay. It's just a regular old bar, but it's got a shit ton of like fun physical games, no video games. So it's like mm-hmm. ping pong, shuffleboard, Ew, darts. Gross. Yeah, it was so much fun. So and we were Get playing. It. We were Get playing it. darts, and we got the rough idea of which spots mean what. But also, <laughs> we didn't give a shit. We're yeah. just like this one means ten, fifty, hundred. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we we played this game where it's like we started daring each other to like do stuff with it. Where yeah. it's like if I win, I get to pick the next movie night we do. It's like if I win, I get to pick uh, that you have to watch a whole uh, nerdy thing with me, and you can't say anything bad about it, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that kind of stuff. So I got I uh, we did that for like a bunch of stuff. We have like a bunch of fun date nights planned, and I got the next big movie we were gonna watch, and she couldn't veto. We usually yeah. are able to veto. And I picked Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because she Great. hasn't watched any of the new ones. Oh! So I was like, and Rise is good. Rise is good. Rise Dawn is good. Dawn is my favorite. Agreed. So I was like, and, and War is good too, but Dawn, uh, Dawn is also my favorite. And I forgot how fucking good that intro is. It's when um, it's from space and you're watching the virus move over the yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just all those uh, telegraph like moments of people, like whole government shutting down. Definitely not nothing like the coronavirus. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Just don't, don't, don't go think s- about it. Don't think about it. Um, don't think it. Don't say it. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It's such a beautiful movie, and she loved it. And also, it was cool to see her get so excited about Koba and yeah. forgot how good of a job they did when Koba plays dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, and it's a good. He's actually a legitimate, even though he's almost a complete. He is a CGI creation. He is is still one of my favorite movie villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cool. It's really cool how the way that the world works where it's like, they don't really believe that the apes are there. So he still has like the wiggle room to play stupid. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like he's smart, but yeah. not that smart. And yeah. I, I, I love that he's able to prey upon that and get those and get the weapons that he wants. It's an amazing film, but I did want to give a shout out to flash issue Seven Fifty, big milestone. A lot of, uh, classic class, classic flash creators came back to work on it. We have a story from Marv Wolfman, Jeff Johns, uh, Scott Collins, Brian Bucoletto, and Francis Manipool, and I mean, right now Joshua Williamson had a couple storylines. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you read the first run or a few epi- uh, few issues of Batman Superman with Joshua Williamson? Yes, David Marquez. Yes, yeah, the art beautiful. Okay, so let me just grab it, and I know this is because he good was doing for audio. He, he was doing um, uh, Marvel stuff with Bendis. He was doing Defenders. Uh, yes, yeah, that's why he looks so fucking yeah, good. And it's so I, I didn't end up. Continue, although I have been picking up the Nick Darrington issues of Batman Superman because I love him so much. Oh yeah, it's not uh, the story's fine. But, but the art is the, the art is the selling point. So David Marquez does this Jay Garrick uh, story in four, and also it's a new redesigned costume because look at his boots. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously been versions of this. This version is sleek as hell. I'll show it to the patrons. Yeah, and you then, can watch us live at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. And they had the original thinker with his helmet right. uh, or with his whatever, and they have the rival, and they're showing all these cool characters. Also, they tease reverse flash going back in time and fucking with him. Cool. Just slowly like whispering shit in his ear. Man, David Marquez's art is wonderful. Also, Nick Darrington's cover of all the flash rogues yeah. for it. Uh, very cool. Um, 
and Jeff Johns really had a good handle on the character of Wally West Flash. His story is with Wally mm-hmm. West and Linda Park. I wonder how he feels about uh, what's going on with Wally. We're not going to get into that. Um, so I also... Can't be too excited. Yeah, I also picked up um, some comics this week. Specifically, Danny M. asked us if we picked up um, Strange Adventures, which I did. And yeah, I, I about that. thought the um, first issue was good. But if I'm being honest, I was a little burned. I, I was not a huge fan of Mr. Miracle. And I felt burned hard by Heroes in Crisis. Same. But I did. I do own multiple copies of Mister Miracle, so I do. I love it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yes, Heroes in Crisis was. Uh, mm. So for me, I'm just not, not again not talking about the quality of any of that stuff. It's just not the type of stories I want to invest in. So I'm, if I'm being generous on the fence about continuing Strange Adventures, you like Mister Miracle, and this is literally the same. Other than another artist we both really like also being on board, this is essentially the same creative team. How are you feeling after the first issue? I love it. I really, or at least, I mean, you can only love it so much. I, yeah. I love because there's still a lot off the table at this point. And tonally, I love the shifts between like I like the real world grounded storytelling that he was able to do in Mister Miracle, where they're like going around Los Angeles and they're like mm-hmm. living normal lives. And I love that for. I'm guessing it's Alana and. Um, and Steven. Yeah. Steven because Adam Strange. Oh, Adam Strange, thank yeah. you. Um, Adam and Alana. Mm-hmm. But something feels wrong. Like mm-hmm. maybe he lost his daughter or something. You know, like yeah, there's something. There's a, it's implied that he lost his daughter. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the mystery so far was a really cool setup of like, you go to bat. Who is the world's best detective? I want to prove that I didn't do this. Yeah. So he's getting Mr. Terrific. And I really like that setup to like. I, and also, when was the last time you read like a really good Mr. Terrific comic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I think I like, ever have. I also like the. Um, um, you know, Batman says, like, I've saved a bunch for, like, old friends. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no. You, they, <laughs> I'm sure in some continuity. Like, like I'm not, I don't disagree with it. It's just recently, not so much. And Evan Shanner, Doc Shanner. So good. His facial expressions, I think, are some of my favorite uh, in comics. But also Mitch Garrett's. Yeah, the, uh, across the board, art is um, A+, plus superlative, really, really, really good. And uh, But the setup so far, also, when you're seeing the Zeta Beam like wear off and pull him back. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene. Agreed. And I know they're going to get into like a, I'm guessing it's like a storyline with like a colonizing people and maybe like native people. I'm going to yeah. guess is probably the route they're going to go with like the enemy, these like lizard people who are going yeah. after and I think uh, also it'll, the, the, the Rainians. Yeah. I think also like with Omega men, it's going to probably, you know, cause Tom King worked uh, for the CIA for a while and um, bringing Sheriff of Babylon and Omega Men, it's clear that he has, like, uh, let's say, mixed feelings about his time working with the CIA in the Middle East. So probably going to tie back to that a little bit. <laughs> so the quote at the end I really like from Carmine Infantino, which yep. it doesn't really help you understand it more, but it mm-hmm. is, I'm guessing it's going to come into play later. Yeah. That I, I had three different layers of city where they lived on Rand. The city was built on layers. Of course, the ground was dead. It was gone. It was very interesting, the premise. The scientists of the period said... We've got to build an area where it's pollution-free, smoke-free. So I built cities in layers, and they got smaller as they went up, and they floated above the ground, which I think is cle- uh, which is clever, I think. Which I'm guessing is uh, there's going to be a very complicated discussion about whose planet that actually is. And yeah, yeah. who Adam's actually fighting for. And um, Carmine Infantino was um, not the creator of Adam Strange, but worked on the character. And he was also... Um, uh, I believe one of the crea- he created Elongated Man and um, da, 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 da. I believe there are seven streets and parks named after him in Central City yeah yeah, yeah. and I think he created he's the co-creator of Barry Allen cool yeah yeah that sounds um, right so 
uh, that was cool. We also picked up. I also picked up Strange Academy, which I very much love. This for Marvel. So I it was interesting because I, I like Scar Young as an artist a lot, and the, and the premise essentially is what if magic school in the Marvel universe because you have these magicians, but it is weird. A couple weird things by having the we're introduced with what is it something bright? What's the girl's name? The main girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna call her bright. Yeah. So she gets. She discovers she has magic abilities. It's one of those weird things like, what differentiates this from being a mutant? <laughs> a kid or an inhuman or anything. Yeah, any, you're born with this thing and now you get to go to the magic school. And also, it was starting to weird me out this like, if you took the fantasy aspects away from this or, or X-Men or Harry Potter, it's like, hey, you're special. Mm-hmm. You're more special than everybody else. So you get to be away from everybody else and go to a special school where we teach you to be even more special. In our world, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's it's but of course these books are I don't disagree. Yeah, it's, but these it's books are weird... clearly aimed for kids that feel lonely. So there's a place where it's <laughs> like, hey, you know what? You feel like you're judged by everyone else around you. There's a place you can go and you can double give them the birds yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. can go and live with people what? that that are more like you. And as a, as a kid, obviously, I, I really gravitated to stories like that. I like because we all want to feel like we're, that way. we want to feel like you're special or whatever. Um, but it's one of those like I, I think it'd be cool if you did one of these where you actually it's just I want to see the public school version of Magic School or Mutant School where you're just at, at one of the group and maybe through your own hard work you can get ahead. But I, you know what I mean, like. For some reason, though, in Magic, the only thing I'd say that's different for like Harry Potter is like they just take everybody. They take mm-hmm. literally, if you live close enough, mm-hmm. you jump into a chimney and but throw some powder. It's still like you're born with that ability of magic. Yeah. It's like the magic. And you're better than everybody exactly. else. Exactly. You're the master race because you got magic in you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Well, in this, it's more, if you take out the Marvel stuff, it's there's an interesting psychology to dive into. Yeah. But since it is the Marvel universe, like Loki shows up and stuff. Yeah. And, and Scarlet the- Witch, who... It's crazy that people are fine with her. It's, yeah, she it's also, is a genocidal uh, maniac. Well, we fixed that, though, with... Uh, uh, she saved House Hawkeye one time, and so she was Well, good. now we can resurrect all those mutants, and all they have to do is fight Apocalypse and die, and then they're good to go. Yeah. And they get those abilities back. I, wait, what if I go in there? Do I get my abilities back? <laughs> if you lost them. And I like stuff like um, you know, Dormammu's kid is in there. but it, I He looks I, like Pumpkinhead. He does look like Pumpkinhead. I like the design most. It, but I did struggle a little bit. I think Scotty Young's a very talented um, artist. Uh, it's it's always tougher when you're like... It's a similar thing that kind of held me up with um, the Lock and Key show. It's like, oh, this is clearly 40-year-olds writing high schoolers. And that's what I remember. <laughs> that's <laughs> Every, how I remember it. Everyone gets bullied in person, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, everyone gets cyberbullied yeah. now. Are you insane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think if you threw and a punch like, in a school, you'd stay at the school? No. And they're trying to like pull like Mind games, like uh, um, like slang from like ten years ago, as if it's like what people are saying now. It's like, no, man. Like, there, that's not- uh, there was a Twitter thread that was going around this week that was. I thought it was interesting. It's obviously like slam dunking uh, on. Some com- it was I think it was more on like male comic creators drawing everyone like they were had the style of the nineties <laughs> all the time even today yeah. where it's like it, I'll paint a picture where it's like m- most women are sometimes drawn with like a white crop top blouse so you can see midriff yeah. and it's spaghetti strap with yeah. jeans that are high like capris basically that yeah. go up to your ankle and guys always are wearing baggy clothes unless they're in a suit. And it's yeah, like, yeah. of course there's differences, but it's like, there is new style you could do. Mm-hmm. Now everyone has man buns. They finally figured out that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or somebody's got pink hair. Yes. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of older guys interpreting this stuff. I thought we were going with like it's a crop top, and you've like she's got the short shorts, and you see the thong on, and she's twelve. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, but now she's been happening? alive for two thousand years. Uh, other comics, and for, I'm bummed that you didn't pick this up. I picked up uh, Billionaire Island from uh, Mark Russell and Steve Pugh, who also worked together on uh, Flintstones. Um, and it's That's a good team. It's in the set, in, uh, twenty years from now, and like billion, basically, world's getting uh, fucked by global warming. It's all the billionaires are going hiding off an island. It's classic Mark Russell stuff, where it's like, it's it's satire, but it's so close to hermit, home, it hurts a little bit. It's like, oh, so what's the yeah. what's the pitch? So the pitch is all these billionaires are just going and living off because um, because everything's gotten so bad. Like, if you worked at a medical company and denied somebody's cancer coverage because they're terminal, they'll come in with a bomb vest because literally there's nothing else to live for. So like, you know, it's gotten really hard for billionaires now. So just come live on this Island and they like check your, you know, how much money you have. So if anybody comes in to audit you, well, you don't have enough money, so you can't be on the Island. So you, there's, there's, you're, you're completely exempt from everything on this Island. You can do whatever the fuck you want on this Island. And of course, uh, we get introduced to our protagonist who has been, um, has loved ones hurt by these systems and these billionaires and is going to come mess stuff up. But it's, it's, it's again, if you liked wonder twins, if you like second coming, if you like any of Mark Russell stuff, this is very much in that lane. Did you read it? Flintstones? I did not read Flintstones. I, I started picking up Mark Russell stuff. I want to say before wonder twins, but that was kind of like wonder twins, second coming. He did, um, when they were doing that year of the villain stuff, he did an issue with Sinestro that was really good. Yeah. No, he, um, Flintstones just wasn't quite jamming with me. It wasn't bad at all, but it was just like, I don't know what depression is. I don't need to tell me what (laughs) that is. That's how I feel about Mr. Miracle. (laughs) I'm already depressed. Actually, those sound pretty cool. Um, I do recommend, again, if you liked any of those things, recommend it. Speaking of which, it's very, uh, uh, I've been rewatching Silicon Valley. Do you remember (laughs) the plot line where Gavin Belson, CEO of Hooli, yeah. billionaire. Yeah. He uh, was like, someone booed him when he said that like he had lost some money that year, but he's still like a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? The, this uh, ganging up on a small minority of people is seeming... <laughs> he basically equates being a billionaire to being a Jew in the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, it actually might be worse because there's fewer of us. And it was <laughs> and it was like, this is really fucking funny. He would be in Billionaire Island. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would be one characters. of the people. And finally, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Superman villains, which is continuing. You know, Superman revealed his secret identity. Um, I like that the Kents are back. I like that the Kents are back. We're just going to skip over this one section where the art is something That's I don't even fucking funny understand. That. I the only thing that we're, what we're talking there's a sequence um, drawn by Steve Lieber, and I'm going to assume because he's the artist on Jimmy uh, Olsen that it's also Matt Fraction writing. The only thing it's Lex Luthor reaction to finding out the news. It's only confusing because he's right now he's running around as Apex Lex. Yeah. So I was kind of confused. And Steve about Lieber's the, like, mm, don't no, give a shit. <laughs> I like to imagine because he's getting these voicemails where all he hears is laughter, but the laughter is clearly joker yeah that's what yeah. i was thinking and I, and I thought that that was uh they don't say it's joker but it's it's drawn as green and i just love the idea that joker's just calling lex Luthor and laughing at him um but i wanted to say i i thought overall this issue was good it had some good moments but there was one specific i thought the toy man stuff was actually pretty cool and i'm excited to see him as part of the checkmate stuff and the stuff with the mongol was cool but the one thing i had like my favorite thing in the whole comic was this little one-page bizarro I, story mo- oh yeah 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 this one, where the hell is it i love that like selena <laughs> the cat's name selena and i love that like bizarro see he's in bizarro world and he finds he sees the new news report of superman revealing his clark kent and he has a moment of crisis like what does that say about me yeah and it ends and he's and he then he starts tripping up over his own 
nonsense speak and his cat is like no this is how you say it which is also nonsense mm-hmm. and he's like oh okay okay and then it ends with the end of comics <laughs> this this was worth the price of this one page was worth the price of admission this was very very good and yeah. i i did like that toy man felt motivated now to be like i can be i like the motivation for his maybe change of character yeah and i think it's interesting it's an interesting choice to focused primarily on Superman coming out is very much a positive thing. Because mm-hmm. in mean? every other version, it's like in, uh, what was that? DCU. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, DCU was Lois Lane. Somebody else found out about Superman's identity, so Lois Lane's like, you know what I'm going to do? As a good friend, I'm going to out it for you. And it's like, <laughs> this... May, I may be rereading it. There might be a clearer reason of why a, why a friend would do this. Yeah. They're like, we won't let this bad person do this bad thing to you. As a friend, I will <laughs> do, do this, this bad, bad thing, thing to you. To you. Um, yeah, which didn't didn't quite make a lot of sense. But that doesn't matter. I do like this interpretation, too. I like that Pa can't ask, where the fuck is my grandson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's 24 now. So you... Oh, now everything's super confusing because his parents are back. And yeah. that means maybe he they were there for the birth of their grandson. Yes. And he, they haven't done that in the two other times they've rebooted when, where John Kent came from. Yeah, yeah. Convergence. Yeah. Or in, DC, in Superman Rebirth, uh, Perry White was the godfather, and now his parents are back. Yes. Cool. Not confusing? If it's going to be, you know what, it's going to be confusing for a little while. I also picked up, just because I'm for like a project, I picked up the Steven Universe, the movie art book. Oh, cool, cool, cool. There's a really cool, uh, the way that they break down how the story developed was very cool and also they developed it in los angeles so when they start mentioning places i was like oh that's so like cool like yeah, i know that yeah. none of it's like fancy because it's like let's be real they're animators they're men <laughs> they, they are living fine yeah but they're not like crazy rich they're, yeah. they're doing they're doing well um it was they're very, not going to billionaire island it was no, no. <laughs> sorry gang uh <laughs> that's not the route you should have taken in life um but yeah no it's it's very cool to see the development of certain characters and also their emotional state, like the pitch for Steven Universe, the movie, mm-hmm. was that it's five years in the future after the events of the finale of Steven Universe. Got it. So he's a teenager now, he's 16, and a character shows up that clearly had an interaction with his mom, and every problem in his life is stem from things that his mom did not deal with, yeah. and people that his mom hurt. And so that character shows up and due to reasons is able to fully mind wipe all of their friends. So mm-hmm. they, they, they're at a factory reset. They're back to who they were initially. Yeah. And it's kind of cool based on the mechanics of how they built the show out. And Steven has to figure out, and the fun way to twist it up is the enemy also gets its mind wiped. So it's yes. like, no, and there's like ticking bomb. So you yeah. don't know, no one can figure out what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So you have to, the way they, the mechanics they build is that you have to figure out what touchstones in your life builds you to be who you were Mm -hmm. and basically reactivate those. And since the villain was clearly emotionally abused, they have to figure out a way to navigate that and talk about it in a way that could lead to growth and uh, maybe a healthier outlook. And uh, it it was sweet hearing how Rebecca Sugar, the show's runner, Mm -hmm. was able to... To come, not come up with that. Be her real name. Uh, Rebecca Sugar could not possibly be a real name. Probably not, but it's a really good name. Yeah, it is a really good. It's it's that's the thing is it's too good. Yeah, uh, and she also like is it, a world class. Like I've heard her sing too. She's yeah. very. Oh well, they. I'm okay. sorry. I they recently came out as non-binary, so no, I'll work on that. Yeah, uh, that that's on me. But um, anyways, they're very talented. And reading the book, uh, 
they uh, for people who like Steven Universe, this will just be for you. In the movie, you finally get a fusion between his dad, a human, and Steven, and mm-hmm. they make Steg Multiverse mm-hmm. and uh, instead of Steven Universe. Yeah, fun. Yeah. And uh, the whole design of that, they try to do like the Stegosaurus design with their hair mm-hmm. and all this shit. And like reading it, it's just like super cool. Uh, and it's so fulfilling for these characters to get to these points and to have a movie that fully illustrates what pff, I'd say like 80 episodes were able to do. They were able to do that in a movie. And it, it's um, wonderful. So if you would like that coffee table book, well worth it. I'm a dum-dum, and I guess I bought this when I was maybe having too much wine. I bought it digitally, so it's like, <laughs> it's good to have. I can now read it wherever yeah, yeah. I want, but I'm like, you buy that to have on a coffee table. You don't yeah. buy that to read on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. with your iPhone and your dirty, dirty iPhone. Dirty, and don't get that fucking UV thing. Just get a fucking hand wipe and wipe down your phone, you monsters. <laughs> you monsters. Speaking of monsters, Onward is filled with a land, it's a land filled with monsters that yeah. turn into regular people who eat at Applebee's. And they might enjoy... Our pals at Feels. DJ, thank God you did that segue because you know what stresses me out? Segways. And if you guys experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or you have trouble sleeping at least once a week, you are not alone. Many of us do. And personally, anxiety, that's my bedfellow. That's my buddy. That's my partner in crime. And I am constantly fighting it. I have my tools for it. But sometimes you might need a little bit of help. And that's where our friends over at Feels come in. I was personally looking for something that could help me out. And I'm really glad that Feels reached out to our podcast to work together. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness now sleep that's no problem i sleep like a god dang if it's like you know when front flintstone gets hit in the head with a rock yeah, that's yeah. how i we, sleep we've every talked night. about this before i'm the opposite I, i'm i am a light light sleeper yes but uh if anyone uh, basically my uh, most of my days are, are pretty anxiety filled uh-huh. for a very boring person <laughs> i have quite a lot of anxiety and i'm sure many other people do suffer with that as well and fields has been beneficial all you got to do is place a few drops of fields under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes the thing to remember about CBD is that finding the right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You may need to take more or less to get the effect you're after. And if you're new to CBD, do not worry. Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, do not worry. There's no hangover, not at all, or addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pop or cancel at any time. Gang, if you're like me and you just get you're a, little, a little nervous all the time or a range of other things, Feels is a service that you should at least try out and we've got a deal for you to try. You can become a member today by going to feels.com slash stupid and get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Love the free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash stupid to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash stupid. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Now back to the show. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's talk about on word. Yes. And also other urban fantasies. So what is your... um, when you think of urban fantasy, uh-huh. what is your what is your go, what is your brain? When you texted me the pitch for this, I mm-hmm. yeah, I, urban fantasy wasn't in it. So when you said it before, I was like, oh, yes, that is how I would say it. That mm-hmm. does make sense. Uh, so thinking about it, uh, I think Onward is the Pixar movies do such a good job of making human characters in uh, heightened scenarios. So so far, I think Onward takes the cake for me. Yes, there are other examples of it working as well, but it's also not like. 
there are questions that are answered, but like with Bright, you know, like it's like different gangs that are, you can also correct me because I've never seen the movie. I'm just yeah. based on what you've told me and what I've read. Mm-hmm. It's like different gangs based on different types of magical creatures are in different boroughs in Los Angeles. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Sort of, but that's yeah. not how Onward works. Onward is like everyone's kind of like living together. Dragons yeah. are pets for some reason. Unicorns are raccoons. Yeah, well, Bright works under the uh, this this whole reality where instead of like Jesus 2,000 years ago, there was there was like the battle of what is it gondor whatever the big battle is in lord of the rings this big ultimate stop ultimate evil battle that's kind of like their go-to um like i guess religious thing two thousand years ago and orcs were on the wrong side of that so orcs are still you know treated as second class citizens and elves are immortal so they live in the high stuff so it's they do like they align different groups with within that and I didn't hate Bright as much as some other people, um, but I also I'm not gonna like die on that hill. You know what I mean? Um, but like Onward's a good example. And I think those are like the most direct examples. But when I was looking at urban fantasy, there's stuff like, would you think of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. as urban fantasy? You know that falls under it as well, like a supernatural. Um, Angel. I mean, if we're just talking spinoffs, yeah. Angel is one of my is up there for favorite shows. It's, yeah, I like Angel a lot. I think it's really tight. There's a lot of problems in the show, but yeah. like, I think because remember when he had a baby and immediately threw in a hell portal and then a teenager popped out. And yeah, like, yeah, I'm the baby. You just <laughs> threw in there. Best story ever. Yeah, my only problem with Angel is that you, I have to be in a specific mood to watch it, yeah. especially those later seasons get pretty bleak. <laughs> yes, the oh, what was it? Um, smart nerdy character gets yeah, his yeah, throat yeah. slit and he like glues it back shut and then he becomes just ultra depressed yeah wait who is our character that turned into a goddess um, you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 like, Fred. I, I ate her soul from the inside out so her the character you loved is forever gone yeah yeah because especially in a world with like resurrections and stuff i guess they needed to really drill that home and that was somebody else's some other guy's responsibility so he locked himself in a hell dimension to punish himself very and, good yeah so it's like it's a good show but it's like you gotta be you gotta be ready for it especially if you're like watching it because i started watching that um I was working at Barnes and Noble close to my house, and so I'd like have to wake up. I was in the morning shift, so I had to wake up at like five in the morning, and that was what was on. Mm-hmm. So I watched before I went to work, and so you watch that like five days a week. You're like, you know, I need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a break. You can't beat me up with this. this but uh, like Grim is urban. Fa- I guess that's a pretty because you're oh. actually dealing with like fantasy, like then Grim if fairy tales. If we're doing Grim, Once Upon a Time is 100 percent that. Yes. Too. Yes, and and I'm sure there's there's uh, people are probably gonna rip into me a little bit on this one, but I'm I think there's like a fairly famous role playing game, like classic like dice role playing game, that is um, an urban more like along bright and onward situation. I'm looking here, at Ghostbusters is even um, uh, mentioned, which is like. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Enchanted, yeah. I guess, is one too. I mean, if we're going real light on that, they bring the urban, they bring the fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Urban. But I think it's it's an interesting like I I'm surprised we don't do it more. I feel like traditionally when we go towards fantasy, it's always that like it's Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings like set the standard, and it's always this like Middle Ages, and it's not even the Middle Ages. It's it's uh, the Middle Ages as we understand them now. I, I uh, there was an article I read from somebody that studies the Middle Ages. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to bungle this a little bit, but it's, go for it. Our understanding of the Middle Ages is based off of like the Victorian era. The way they want, they basically, not that there weren't problems, there definitely were problems, but the Victorian era made that seem way shittier to make them seem way cooler. Like things are way better now because of this. And it's like a lot of our understanding, like back then women could own land. 
But in the Victorian era, where we started like romanticizing the previous eras, they couldn't. So they could in those stories. And those stories are how we interpret the Middle Ages. And so suddenly it becomes this like hellscape for women. You know what I mean? That sounds a lot Because the Victorian like, era was the hellscape for women. Sounds like what people, what people do with cowboy movies. Yeah. Cowboy stories. Yeah, except uh, in, it's if, if we wanted to make the cowboy stories like made them seem more depressing and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no. But it's like um, famously like the Wyoming Territory was founded by a woman who was a prostitute. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, helped a lot of uh, other women in her brothels like get a lot of money and also help out build infrastructures in towns like bringing water there and yeah. post offices and stuff. And also she was... Uh, that that led to uh, the first state that allowed women to vote, and that was Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. Or no, uh, maybe it was to hold office. I, you don't, don't hold me to that one, but Wyoming was, shockingly, they had a first for something compared yeah. to other states. But it's interesting how the one that gets to tell the stories about a period, that's then how we view, it's not like we go back to the books and we look at like how it actually was. We're doing that more with, with Westerns, because uh, that's part of our myth, you know, the mm-hmm. American myth. But um, for fantasy stuff, it's like it's Lord of the Rings, it's Middle Ages, it's Game of Thrones set in the similar. Is there a period. Western urban uh, fantasy? There's a few. Probably there's a few. I don't know any that like Firefly uh, could be one. Well, Firefly is sci-fi. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. in the sense that it's got fantastical elements, but it's it with is a, with a Western. Um, I know that I think it was called Six Gun. There was a comic that um, dealt with that, but you'd think we'd have, I, I guess, Dark Tower technically. Um, deals with Western themes along with um, uh, fantastical elements. And I guess and, and a good chunk of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them and Harry Potter are those. The, Harry Potter is a really good example, I think, of an urban fantasy. Specifically, specifically like Diagon Alley. Well, and this goes to a question we got. I did a tweet um, at DJ Talks Trash about what questions you guys might want us to um, ask and discuss about this. And um, Pecan at um, Rakurin HD said, a lot of uh, UF urban fantasy works hide magic from the masses because if it were public, then science would evolve so rapidly the world would never look like it does currently. Do you think it's possible to just toss fantasy elements into 2020 and be believable or would you require would that require too much explanation? Which going back to Harry Potter, that's where like magic is hidden. Why? Good fucking question. I I don't don't want to explain too fucking much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's just it's a safe story mechanism to kind of be able to tell something that's relatable to the reader yeah. so you're able to understand that your world right because the fantasy is yes magic exists but it exists in your world you just don't know it's there yeah, and it's yeah, hidden yeah. for a very good reason and the reason is we already got we have our own fucking problems we don't want to deal with your human problems <laughs> I don't even know if they vote <laughs> yeah in the magic world yeah. it's also interesting too that I you know you deal with a little bit even though superhero genre I would argue is its own genre you deal with a similar thing where once you use the MCU as a, as a just a basic springboard, like you deal with like, oh, you're Iron Man. Okay, okay. And then there's a Captain America. Okay, okay. And then there's Thor. And the, by the time that a giant purple-faced space alien snapped away half the population and then five years passed and then you put them back, it's like at that point, it's no longer Marvel's big tagline. It's the world outside your window. It's supposed to be your world and then these people exist in it. By the end of Endgame, that – that cannot possibly be true anymore. Yeah. And like, again, it's, you have that, like, um, willing suspension of disbelief. You know, even by Spider-Man Far From Home, it's like, well, people are going on Europe vacations. We're all fine now. So it has to be that because that's kind of the way those stories function. But if you would think um, uh, Spider-Man Life Story dealt with this sort of, like, if you were to actually have these things 
essentially the same thing with Watchmen. Like if Dr. Manhattan exists, we have electric cars. Like suddenly it's just a different, the world is just different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so the longer these stories continue, the less it kind of makes sense that it would still be like our world, but not. And most the MCU has more holograms than so other, many holograms. So many holograms, like a lot and a lot of nanotech that can grow over something with a blink so, of an eye. Yes, a lot of helmets that can appear out of nowhere, which only makes sense if those nanobots are built. Where does the mass come from? That's always my question. Especially if for some reason I, I'm more okay with it with Black Panther because it's like a skin tight suit. The Iron Man armor, all that armor's mass mm-hmm. has to be someplace. Compression. Didn't you watch Silicon Valley? You just compress it down <laughs> further and further and further. But it's still the same mass. It's like when, when they say Ant Man shrinks down, but he has the strength of when he's big. That would imply he also has the same mass. So he can no longer, that scene where he's running off a gun, that'd be like a 200-pound guy yeah. running on your gun. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is I'm confused. Yeah, no, you should be. But also, as, also there's only, who cares? There's also, it's, he times travel. He shrinks so small, he time travels. Think about this. We already got so many problems in the real world. We don't mm-hmm. have time to answer these ones. We talked about this way off topic. So sorry. We talked about Marvel versus DC on our Patreon show. And uh, I mentioned that I thought it should be if, if you were to pit them up against each other now, it should be Flash versus Spider-Man because both of them connect their universes to the wider multiverse. Uh, both of them are they're trying to make Flash fill a similar role within the team of like the younger, wise, cracking person. Both are science based, all that stuff, right? And and maybe Spider Man because the Spider Sense could hold his own. Bunch of dweebs, yeah. Would it would it make more sense for Flash to go up against Ant Man because now because again like both of them powers are not technically time-related, but somehow involve time travel. Yeah, yeah, Whoever gets back to the birth of that character first <laughs> and murders him wins. There you go. Mm-hmm. Winner take all. Ends the rules. I don't make them. I just enforce them. So do you think there's a way to to incorporate fantasies, like our world the way it is, but also unicorns? Of course. You, you can, like, it's just, you just have, like, light changes. You know, yeah. like, it would be small things where it's like, we still got, like, traffic lights, but... Maybe we don't have poles. Maybe they magically float in the air. You know, like stupid shit like that. That's not stupid. I love it, but it's (laughs) kind of dumb. Um, It's not. It's not bad, um, but I think the point of these are usually these stories are aimed for younger audiences, like onward. Bright. It's for it's more mature. I mean, it's R rated. It's R rated, but and they love that. They they take advantage of it. They do. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few scenes, but it's uh, it's still. For the audience it's aimed at, like I, you still want to have a level of believability connecting it back to our world. So I, I'm fine with it being uh, something that's hidden from our world, but it is in our world, uh, and there are reasons for it. I'm fine. I Usually yeah. I'm, I'm able to be on board with it. There are some stupid ones out there that are not great. Yeah. Um, Flight of the Navigator is not my favorite, personally. Actually, they do some... They do some really good work. I haven't, I haven't really seen Flight of the Navigator. It's the, I know it's beloved by some. Some, some people. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate it, but it is so it's the, annoying. The video game makes you prepares you for the fight for the aliens or something? Uh, this is the one where the kid gets abducted and he flies the plane. He has to be the navigator for the God, plane. God, God. I think I know what you're talking about. I think that's Starfighter, Last Starfighter. Okay, cool, cool, cool. They're the same thing in my brain. It, it, and it is the same thing. Uh, I will say I think Onward does a good job where, like, yeah, there was magic and then we made light bulbs and that was, like, way easier. So we just kind of stopped. Yeah, and also not everyone can do magic apparently. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, I'm going to do the one that everyone can do. Again, why is it with the magic with the special people? Huh? <laughs> What's that? Why can't... Hey, sometimes people got special skills. What if they're just people like all oh, those people just can't do math huh yeah, <laughs> yeah they, but they all have glasses because they, they're nearsighted 
Well, that one. There's just a whole group of people that can't do magic. I mean, you could. Did you see the kid who got magic in this movie? We could beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like he's got to have a. He has to have a magic staff for that to work. Why is that? Have they ever given a concrete reason of why the wizards in Harry Potter don't take... They, I'm sure they have. Somebody, some huge Harry Potter fan is going to tweet me and be like, well, this is why. Do you know why the magic people don't just take over in the Harry Potter universe? Like, take over the humans? Uh, they, um, yeah, for sure. They didn't want to get nuked in World War II. <laughs> right? Sure. Remember okay. that one? Okay. Actually, I have literally no idea. Also, I, don't, I think it's more like... Uh, it's more about the secret than answering the question of why they do it. You know, it's the secret of sure. having this magical world. The, book, that the is, secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. more about they all are big fans of the secret. secret that big yeah. scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My parents read it. They all fell for it. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's magic in real life. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm usually fine with it. And they don't, not everyone always answers why they keep those things hidden from muggles or other slurs that they come up with. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the... Remember in the Harry Potter movie, which which creatures run the bank? Those goblin things, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not great. I think there wasn't an ill intent put there, but it's not great. Uh, you know, I will say, not that she's the worst. J.K. Rowling has said some things recently that you're like, mm, shouldn't she be writing more wizard books? Yeah. Knock it off. Um, Get Twitter away from her. Uh, Dennis Saz mm-hmm. at Dennis underscore Saz with two S's and an E at the end. Uh, how would we call fantasy creatures if they wouldn't be fantasy? Would there even be fantasy movies or in games? Or would the whole genre be gone since there wouldn't be fantastical elements about it? I mean, isn't it the same thing with the what Marvel did when they're like, we can't ever say fucking magic. It's all aliens or it's technology we don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. What's Thor? He's Techno- an alien. yeah, yeah. That's that's what they do. It's yes. the same kind of thing. Or other dimensions. It's like, what's Rick and Morty's rule? Don't do time travel. Everything mm-hmm. else is from like an alternate universe, yeah. alternate timeline. But you don't go forwards or backwards. Yeah. Which that episode when they did do, you <laughs> see why they choose not to they do that story. Do that. I think Snakes. it'd be interesting. Um, I th- if you're talking about if you if we lived in a world where there was fantasy, like for me, it always annoys me when we're watching a superhero show. The two best examples I can think of right now specifically are Smallville and Black Lightning pulled this off where you are watching a superhero show and they pull out a superhero comic. You're like, fucking cut it out, man. <laughs> like fucking cut it out. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I think, um, like it should be, I like what they did in Watchmen. Where it's because superheroes exist, there were superhero comics, and then superheroes actually showed up, and nobody gave a shit because superheroes actually are here, so it became pirate comics. Mm. Like if if you lived in a fantasy world, like it, fantasy stories would be like war movies or crime movies; they would be a part of your world. So then you would be attracted towards, as far as fiction goes, or as far as like genre fiction, you'd be attracted to things that are not as much part of your world. So maybe because it's all like fantasy battles with orcs and ogres, things like actual warfare with like sniper rifles and shit, that would be fantasy because we don't use those things. I saw a force. What if we fought wars with technology? You're like, what? <laughs> with a nuke, what? what? That's, that's fantasy stuff. That doesn't exist. Yeah. What if, what if you lived in a world without magic? You're like, oh, damn, I never thought about There's that. There's a four-cell comic that was going around uh, and it was... Ash Ketchum asleep at a campsite, Pokemon are asleep, and he pulls out a Game Boy and he plays animals. Gotta peek them all. And it was, uh, our, and gotta peep them all. I think that's what it is. And uh, it's, it's just horse. Either feed it, 
uh, give it pss, 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 uh, pet it or let it go. And it's like, that's great. You don't yeah. catch them. You just yeah. got to look at them like normal animals. See, that's what, that's what happens. You go to a zoo, you see a tiger. Don't, don't touch it. Don't touch don't it. Don't touch don't it. Pet it. No, yeah. it's fantasy though. So it's in gotcha. a game. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if just horses existed? Not ones that were on fire. But isn't that essentially like the Sims? Huh? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we do have, you just showed me a game where it's like, ooh, cats. Where, where are they? Yeah. yeah. That's great. You got to find out. You got to build an apartment <laughs> and with your partner, and then you have to get cats, and you got to get enough toys but for them. You could just do that. Actually, you can't because you're allergic. Yeah, that's so that game is specifically for get. you. And I already have a mild reaction to the game, so I can only <laughs> play it for five minutes at a time. Uh, by the way, I did want to give a quick shout out to Onward. We do have a review at YouTube.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers, so please watch it, share yeah, it, do all the it good out. stuff because I do very much enjoy that movie. We both cry. Uh, and I forgot that Soul is coming out this year, Pixar's other film with Jamie Foxx. Bananas. Yeah, which yeah. I did not read the description of what that movie was until this morning because we, I was doing some research for something. And uh, did, you, did you read the synopsis of what it is? I think so, but it's super abstract, right? It, it, it is, but it's more based on the website we use to find upcoming movies yeah, 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 by yeah, date. Yeah. So they have a full... They have a, they're pretty in-depth when you click on the pages for each movie. Yeah. The pitch is that Jamie Foxx is a uh, jazz musician who's kind of... He never really jumped at the chance to really pursue his dream. So yeah. now, as an adult, he is an older man. He does have an opportunity to do something. And in the trailer, you see that he falls down a manhole cover. Yeah. Um, and he does not die, but his soul escapes his body. And he needs to make it back to his body to be able to live his life. And yeah. he goes to a place where souls are born and created and they go find a human body and that's and so the pitch from pete doctor was when his son was born he immediately as an infant knew that he had a personality Mm -hmm. and he's like well where did that come from and so that's what the pitch is so you meet these souls that are just numbers and i think it's um i'm blanking on the actress who plays the soul that named 22 that Mm -hmm. jamie fox is a character meets and uh it's more trying to teach this soul like with the with the time you have on planet earth like what are you going to do with it yeah and i am super excited for it but yes that comes out at the end of july Very that makes me think of um inside out yes uh, doctor did because, inside out. because it was a, it's a bigger more abstract concept that you're like how do you possibly make a movie about that and it at least that has great. science behind it tina fey <laughs> tina fey is cool. 22 and she's great quest love is in there oh amy Pollard. amy Poehler did inside out and, and so tina fey does mm-hmm. soul and uh david diggs who um yeah. was in um uh hamilton um yeah so blindsided blind yeah, spotting. spotting blind spotting blindsided is blindsided is the blindside is that football like sandra bullock yeah yeah, yeah. saves that man <laughs> from not black i don't know yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. she won an oscar for it and she did a southern accent uh, are there any classic this is a chris wickline at chris wickline for are there any classic fantasy stories that you think would be do well with an urban fantasy adaptation here you go Hit me with it. You pitched this a million times, so I'm just going to re-throw it back at you Love with it. a new with a new optic. Yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Cool. Because that is a pretty good example of fantasy elements. It's super powered, and also there's like Eastern inspiration, so it's it's not really it. It's just a different type of fantasy. I what, think it's fair to say. And it's cool that since you already have the backstory of that world built out, there what would be there like quote unquote Middle Ages mm-hmm. that you can extrapolate from that. So it wouldn't I'd be very interested to see what a quote unquote modern world would look like in that universe? Because mm-hmm, we now know that electricity exists, and that's mainly the lightning benders that yeah. pull it out of the sky and then put it into like capacitors I'm yeah. guessing uh, like we're like this obviously must be how it works um, mm-hmm. but no they did do a lot of work in core to explain it and there are I mean I we mentioned fan- fantastical beasts all the animals in that world are weird looking yes. cat deer 
still personal favorite. Mm-hmm. That that one's that one's really cool. Oh, from um, the first, first guy, so cool, really cool. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite episodes. I'm scared to rewatch that season because I think as a whole it might not be great. But yeah, the end especially of it's with good. the animation, uh, different studios. Season three still good, still still holds up. And I did like four. Yes. How did you get to talk with what's the guy's name? Zahir, yeah, Zahir, yeah. Zahir's. You were talking about Koba earlier. Zahir is also one of my favorite villains in a thing. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool for a, for agreed. a fantastical element brought to modern day to see like what a cell phones mean. What what is an avatar's place in a modern world like that? It was already difficult for a character like that in um, in the 1920s or 1930s adjacent. So yeah. what does it, like pro bending was the most. Uh, advanced thing that could be applied to uh, uh, the, the powers could be used for in that time period. So it's just uh, it'd be interesting to see what a modern day world and what an avatar's place would be in it. And honestly, maybe the writers were like, mm, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I'd also be interested to see. I was going to say Lord of the Rings, but I feel like that's too like I, I just. It, it so works in its own internal logic, but something like Game of Thrones that already has a pretty solid political landscape. Although it always weirded me out, like whenever you get like the books that are like the history, or whatever, it's like thousands of years of like the same thing. It's like I don't think that's how history works. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I mean, people have been around a thousand, thousand years. We didn't years, do but the like, same thing. There's no tradition. I don't think there's traditions we've done for a thousand years. There's, there's a, like if you go a thousand years before, after, before the Middle Ages, it's like Roman Empire. You know what I mean? So it's like oh, I guess maybe Christianity's made it. We made it, gang. Yeah, we, 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 made yeah, it. yeah we, guys, we made so it. So there's some religions that made it. I think as an overall culture, I think but the way changed. The, yeah, but the way they're practiced and everything. I, we cook I want, food more. I would like to see more with when it comes to urban fantasy. I think stuff... I think there's something to be said with setting it in the past because there's this little sense of like more anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, which we talked a little bit about with last week with Invisible Man. Uh, and stuff like Dracula and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite urban fantasy stories is Four Eyes, which is a comic um, by Joe Kelly and Max. Uh, of, oh, man, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I got to look it up. Um, but um, it's a story that's set during Prohibition time, during the Depression, so 30s. Um, and it's a world that just, it's our world, it's just dragons exist. They Those exist. And so there is underground dragon fighting. And um, so this kid grows up in the the depression and his dad was a uh, helped this big crime box get his dragons and he died in the process of trying to get one of these dragons and so his son kind of it's it's kind of a classic like 1930s like godfather type kid kind of getting roped into this underworld but there just also happen to be dragons mm-hmm. and i think that's really cool like if you could choose an era like the depression or world war ii or something that's the recent past Still past enough where it feels like something magical could happen in it. Uh, it's Max Fumara is how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, and hopefully that is the correct pronunciation. By the way, rewatching the first Harry Potter, because I've been rewatching them slowly recently. Yeah. Uh, that first movie has every fantasy element that you could possibly want in a wizard book, yeah. which is such a good idea. Like, if you didn't know you're going to get more books or you didn't know if you're going to get more yeah, movies, do it, all. do it all. Like, I forgot that Hagrid wins an egg at a poker tournament and he mm-hmm. comes back and he pulls it out of the fire and a baby dragon's hatched and yeah. he gets taken away in the movie because he gets caught. Uh, kind of like how Buckbeak gets taken away in the third yeah. movie or in, in time travel. Um, and man, the animation for that dragon in that first movie is the roughest part of the movie. Besides <laughs> the ogre, that's yeah, pretty yeah, rough. Yeah. Uh, still looks good, but it's rough if you like really focus on any details. I just made a solid, I thought I have a pretty solid argument for recent past stuff and then you just reminded me of 
Fantastic Beasts and where to find them again. And that is recent past stuff. And those movies blow. Um, yeah, they sure there's, do. You know, know it's a nice really way cool? to say it. They blow. They, you know what's cool? That dragon from China that like leapt through portals and the guy wrote it for a second. That, yes. That one minute of film <laughs> in a two and a half hour movie. That was cool. I still don't know. Is it Dumbledore's brother what what whatever what is Ezra Miller's all character gotta, all you gotta think know. about is that dragon was super cool and remember that one sloth that's invisible but also sees the future yeah weird yeah, yeah. But, but great good for there's literally no reason you caught that. it only wanted to be caught uh there's no way to catch it <laughs> there's literally no way uh Danny and uh in the chat again patreon.com slash only stupid answers what other genres can you mix with fantasy what would like to see I'm thinking like cyberpunk fantasy since everything is uh cyberpunk um i mean if you took cyberpunk 2077 take yes. that aesthetic and if you had a boring avatar the last airplane actually i would boom, watch that yeah, yeah i would watch that too but if you took that in the way that people are able to body mod themselves and each yes. other but also at the same time people there's always going to be like a juxtaposition in cultures where it's like some people turn to the past some people turn to the future and to figure out ways to live their lives if you have no. such a drastic change when it comes to body modifications where it's like do you remember the trailer in cyberpunk that one guy's like skull in the front is basically just a robot now yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rest of him skin mm-hmm. it's so cool um you have people like that but then i think if you had such a strong swing to in that direction you could have the same kind of swing in the in a different direction as yeah, well yeah. um anyways that, that would be my pitch i think it'd be kind of cool sorry there's a pause for a second because we were checking to make sure we were Recording and we do have a backup. Thank yeah. God we do backups. Yeah. Gang, if you're recording stuff, always do a backup. Always do backups. Yeah, it'll help you out a lot in the in, in, in life in the game. Yeah, in life. Uh, in the game of life. In the game of life. But that, I mean, I like that idea of yes. having a mix of cyberpunk along with fantasy, and also like put a calculator on a unicorn. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other tech. Put, just put a calculator, calculator on that gosh dang unicorn. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think there, there's stuff for genre. I am surprised that there's not more, or at least especially somebody like me can't just out of their back pocket mull, pull more like Western, like fantasy set during a Wild West period because that's like the American myth, and we're dealing with other like Lord of the Rings was essentially Tolkien wanted to create Britain's uh, own creation myth essentially. So it's like that's what the West is for. Like, how do we not have something like that? You, you didn't know? read fables, right? I read parts of fables. I did not. It's a lot. Did you it's ever a chunky get to? One. Oh yeah, but did you ever get to Americana? No. So that was, I think that was in Jack of Fables, which was a fun one because okay. Jack fucking sucks. Also, no. it's cool that Jack embodies all Jacks that have ever popped up all in, in, in fairy tales because there's so many characters named Jack, and they're like, you know what? No, this is the same one, and he's a con artist, and that's how he bounces around from story to story, world yeah. to world, and uh, he goes to Americana, and that's where all the, the American myth lives and is alive, and it's not a it's both a good a mix of that 1950s that a bunch of Americans like, yeah. and then it's the mix of everything else, and you're like, Poof, rough place. Anyways, that wouldn't... Please make a Fables movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Amazon make a Fables TV show or something. Or something. HBO Max? Maybe. Vertigo? Yeah, maybe. Uh, speaking of urban, urban fantasy, there's that uh, Carnival Row show, which I have not watched and I heard mixed things about, so I probably will not check it out. Yeah, it's not my... It's not, I don't... It's pretty people... It's like there's also it's the same problem with the X Men if you really yeah, break yeah. it down they're like they, what if people were races against pretty white people but they fly <laughs> oh snap 
you cut off your wings. It was like when Angel cut off his wings in uh, X Men Three. I get it. Mm. I understood the analogy, but it's like, kid, yeah. you have the uh, Beast is the one that's like, you know, he's getting ridiculed a lot. Like you have, Listen, you are a little literal angel. I, I would love to have like he's like cutting off his wings, and then he looks up and it's that big clobby uh, mutant with like the bones floating around in there, and he's like, oh wings, mm-hmm. oh boo hoo wings, and he's like goop eats up the wings because <laughs> I think I don't know how his body works. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're so bummed. Nightcrawler's there. He's like, oh. We- Oh, boo-hoo yeah. wings. I have to teleport through hell to yeah. go anywhere. That's how I get around. Yeah. You fly. I only have three toes, and one of it is behind. Mm-hmm. It's <sighs> impossible to buy gloves. Anyways, uh, uh, it is behind. His tail is... What is that? Uh, what's that called? Prehensile. There we go. Yeah. Have that one right Beak. on the tip of your tongue. Beak. Oh, you get wings that work? I am all the other parts of the chicken that looks plucked. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, no. Uh, so, anyways... If That's what I want in an X-Men movie. I want Beak to hang out with Angel. And he's like, oh, no, it's so hard. I'm rich and I have wings. Yeah, Beak's but sometimes like, I turn into like a demon and it's like, oh, okay, I still always look like a chicken. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I yeah, still yeah. always look like a, a chicken with mange. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bummer. But sometimes my wings are metal. Listen, guy, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so Beak, that's his whole thing is that he is a bird. He looks birdish. Yes. But he's got like teeth on the beaks. Yeah. Well, that blows. It, I mean, I do think it makes sense that Graham Morrison was like, you know what? Not all the mutations would work out. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, probably. You know what? That's probably true. Yeah. Not it's, all of them would be slam dunks. It is even a good like, idea, but also it's like the X Men are supposed to be fun. Yeah, it is true. But it's like you, you rip on like Nightcr- like oh Nightcrawler. It's like you, you look like a pretty blue elf person. Like, like calm elf down. Yeah, yeah, like calm down. <laughs> he does look really cool. Yeah. One day we'll get him right yeah. in the movies. I think X Two got him right. Uh, yeah, I liked him in X Two. I like him. X- we, I like that character in X two, and not really the other ones. Yeah, Brian. Brian, you can tell the ones Brian Singer actually gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm gonna go, probably go rewatch that opening. Yes, because that that movie kicks ass. Uh, and also, there could be a, uh, a connection we could do in another episode, like talking about how super mo- superhero comics have adapted for like adapted to the modern world and also affected the modern world in their own comics. Yeah, because like Legion did a really good job first two seasons with the, the floating timeline where it's like, it's got weird shit going on because it's, it's supposed to be kind of nebulous where it's like, you're just picking the aesthetics that you like the way an artist would pick them yeah. in a comic book where you want to make it look however you want to make it look. Yeah. Then it, then the rest of the show becomes the rest of the show. <laughs> that's what it is. But anyways, gang, uh, I cannot recommend Onward enough. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's a lot of love, a lot of heart, and a lot of talent that went into it. So please go check it out. I mean, it's Pixar. I sound like I'm trying to like promote my boy doing stand-up, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, so go watch good movies. And also, wash your hands. It's yeah. not too hard. Don't go ham. You can buy some hand sanitizer, but be realistic about it. You don't need to lose your mind Also, over they're it. like, it's antibacterial. It's like, yeah, but this is a virus. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. It's <laughs> like if it's the, yeah, no, there's, I'm too stupid to explain my point I was going to say, so just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to buy masks, fine. Go buy masks. Just don't fucking buy 7,000 of them, okay? There are people that actually, there are people in the scenario that will need them more than a regular healthy person. Yes. So just be smart, be safe, be courteous, and uh, drink, oh, drink as much water as you possibly can. There you go. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water, stay hydrated. Uh, Vitamin C is not a bad idea. And uh, I don't know, just don't go smooching strangers and opening subway doors with your mouth. I don't know what else to say. Any other final thoughts? That's pretty good. You covered it. You covered it. Uh, Emma DJ Talks Trash. This boy's at Sam Basher. Wash my hands anywhere you find me. Uh, And you can follow uh, the podcast at Only Stupid Answers. Take out the vowels from stupid. 
And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Wash your hands until then. Bye-bye. Bye.